So the party is showing themselves for what they are. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms. Are they? Now, why would you be doing that? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live, and they are fantastic times to be alive. What the Lord continues to reveal to us and and force the party to reveal is truly phenomenal. We get to see with eyes that, well, eyes that are willing to see, ears that are willing to hear, we get to understand that this is all This is all because of a flu, right? First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. The truckers are terrorists and sending them food is a crime. Black Lives Matter Incorporated are not terrorists. Sending them food sending them logistical supplies for riots, such as circular saws to cut open chain link fences around courthouses, are not terrorists. Those are, that's, and that's not a criminal activity. Working people who are doing nothing more than demanding that they have the right to feed their family are, are clearly terrorists. Those who are actually ruining the minds of children, divorcing them from their families, turning them into angry little sex bots. Those are just well-meaning teachers. So why can I say this is good news? I, I say it's good news because the party is being forced to reveal what they are. And I am again struck by, and I mentioned this last week, Isaiah 29 Verses 9 through 13, it just tells the story of, of the people of the time. And it written to a specific people at a specific time. And, and I should be cautious in applying this to our time. I'm not a theologian. I'm not qualified to be a pastor. I just, I look at this. So they make fun of the Lord's prophet and say, a command here, a command there, a rule here, a rule there, a little lesson here, a little lesson there. So the Lord will use strange words in foreign languages to speak to these people. And God said, here's a place to rest. Let the tired people come and rest. This is the place of peace. And I'm thinking of a comparison. And again, Isaiah was writing to specific people at a specific time. But I'm thinking of a comparison. I just met with people. I just met some folks who moved here from Romania. And they're saying, you guys are doing the same thing that happened there. This is the same junk. 
I just read a piece from a guy who emigrated from Europe to Canada. Now he's leaving Canada to come here to the United States. I'm just reading this morning that in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, they have welcomed in the, the tip of the devil's spear in bringing in a San Francisco or a Portland consulting firm. One of them is apparently going to get the business to begin to change Coeur d'Alene into a transit village, which they wrap up in all sorts of nice language. You know, it's all equitable and it's, it's affordable housing. Those of us who have watched the absolute brutal swindle of, of these so-called transit agencies in Portland and Seattle know exactly what this is. It is massive grift. It is an ability to steal people's homes using eminent domain and then sell them back to developers at dimes on the dollar. And the swindle is so massive that let me just give you one aspect of the swindle. They build, they steal these homes. They build multifamily units that are already filled up with federal housing vouchers. They already know who's moving in. For seven years, those things are used as, as so-called low-income housing, and the federal government literally ships people to live in them. And it's funny what happens to cities when you ship Democrat voters into the heart of them. Cities change. Seattle used to be livable. Portland used to be beautiful. They're now both utterly, completely, com- and forever, probably, decimated and destroyed. Then, after seven years, magically, the developers get to turn those into Luxury condos, which is why they've spent so much money in the first place building them. So I look at a place of rest. Well, North Idaho is a place of rest. If you vote like you pray. If you vote like you pray. So back to Isaiah. So God said, this is a place of rest, but the people would not listen. So the words of the Lord will be a command here, a command there, a rule here, a rule there, a little lesson here, a little lesson there. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules. Yeah, because you're a terrorist if you send if you send money to truckers or you're a criminal if you send money to truckers. Little rule here, little rule there, little command here, little command there. It's just the Lord saying, oh, I thought this is I thought this is what you wanted. Because you've rejected my laws, which are very easy to follow in in comparison to the parties, which are not meant to be followed. They're meant to be cudgels. So the financial trap that is being built for for people that, in fact, I should say it another way. The financial trap people are building themselves is so profoundly disturbing because it's so very clever. You can go from that statement from the bosses of Canada to what they're doing to Trudeau is invoking the Emergency Powers Act. Why? Well, there were some protests. And it's so easy to piece this apart. My understanding is this will be the first time ever that Trudeau, that Canada ever brings this into play. This is from Zero Hedge. Even the Civil Liberties Association has condemned them, um, Trudeau, the little boy dictator of Canada, for in- invoking these emergency powers. And they say, oh, it's not met the threshold necessary to do so. Of course it's not. The emergency, uh, the Emergencies Act can only be invoked when a situation seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Canada. Now, you could say, oh, well, they're blocking the bridges. That's right. They're blocking commerce. And so did Justin Trudeau. 
Except it was just for small business because it's the same financial trap. Canada just had the same cleansing of small businesses into the hands of big businesses that's happened around the globe. It was never anywhere on the globe, never big business that ever got shut down. The grift, the the shifting of wealth out of the hands of small business owners into the hands of big business was a global affair. And... Interestingly enough, God is the God of the entire planet, of the entire universe, of all creation. Little rule here, a little rule there. If you find the Ten Commandments stupefying and, and difficult to follow, or you, you find the exception, accepting Christ Jesus as the Messiah and as your personal Savior and, and the inherent, then inviting the changes inherent to that, Inviting the Holy Spirit in your life. If that's if that's torturous, and look, I'm not saying it doesn't come with pain. It certainly does. It, it causes you to have to make really tough decisions. And in the end, you get the ultimate freedom. But for a society that said, no, 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 all those rules from all this, you know, the tooth fairy, I'm not, well, welcome to your real rules. Welcome to what you are building yourself. Oh, we're not even to the main deal yet. Next hour, we're going to talk about this as a main focus. The same party that is pushing the myth of white rage, that is pushing the myth that that America is inherently racist, it has never gotten better, it's worse now than it's ever been, that is pushing the myth that creating a so-called black national anthem won't then create the creation of a Chinese national anthem and then a Japanese national anthem and then a, then a Mexican national anthem. And then people will say, wait, not all Mexicans, not all Hispanic people are Mexican. Exactly right. So now we'll need a Guatemalan national anthem and a Honduran national anthem and a Spanish national anthem. We'll need them all. And, and at that point, there's no such thing as a national anthem. And that's convenient because there's no borders. There's no nation. So the Democrats are want to establish a $70 billion federal agency that will come with czars and bosses that will make law, that will just decree things to be law, a, a racial reconciliation agency. Now, how's that going to work? What do you think they're going to do with all that money? They're going to buy votes. They're going to shift people around the country, just as we just talked about. Hey, it's not fair that there's single family homes. We're going to destroy those. It is part and parcel of the Democrat plan since the days of the first two terms of Barack Obama. And it continues to be a focus of the party that they do not want single family homes. They certainly do not want people living in rural areas. They're too hard to control. So under the guise of racial justice, they're going to go out and destroy these areas if we let them. If we vote like we pray, we put in people who actually recognize God Almighty exists, who actually take the need to the Messiah, who actually understand that they are to steward this stuff. It's not theirs. They're, they're not to pick winners and losers. That that is ungodly, that bullying is ungodly. Well, then we can change things. Now we're working up into my area of focus because this trap is so clever. And what's so interesting about it is that the party's been so good. That, and and it's, it's part of it is their maniacal partners in the media. Remember this, the party is big pharma, big tech, the media, academia, and the deep state. They've been so, so good on the propaganda of silence. With, with regard to the, 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 the wealth shifting, 
Have you seen any pieces, or any, any big focused news pieces on the massive shifts of wealth that occurred during the, uh, the, great, you know, the, uh, the great lockdown because of the flu? Anyone seen that? Great Reset began in March of 2020. Have you seen it? Maybe there's a documentary. Maybe there's a Netflix documentary about the destruction of 40% of small businesses and those services being soaked up, sucked up, taken up by the same businesses that pushed the lockdown. Is there a Netflix documentary focusing on that? No. No, because the propaganda of silence is such a beautiful tool for them. Many people don't understand that this was the biggest theft of wealth in history. Now we're just getting warmed up. Now, see, I'm here talking about crypto or open the show talking about, look what they're going to do to crypto. Look what they're trying to do to this. Folks, the things that God makes is real. I understand that there's the view, and I'm I'm reading a piece from a a longtime listener, super smart guy. He believes Bitcoin can change the world. I'm open to the view. Just just show me that how, how you bypass government lockdowns on this stuff. And if you're using Bitcoin to, to buy food from your neighbors, okay, maybe I'll buy that. Maybe it's a form of digital gold and it, 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 the chain can't be hacked. Okay. Well, it's not just the digital stuff they're after. It's our mobility. And it is so fascinating to me that people can't see this. For eight or so years, I have been telling people, you are going to be forced to put a GPS unit in your car. They are going to take multiple pricing. They're going to blackmail you to move out of the suburbs, out of where you live in a rural area by pricing your drive when you occasionally have to go into the city at bizarre rates. I've talked about the almost $100 per day to commute from areas of Northern Virginia into the center of the center of the universe into Washington, D.C., 100 bucks a day. Who can afford that? Well, bureaucrats, lobbyists, people of the machine can afford that because they don't pay it. You do. Well, now we have the people who run Joe Biden announcing that they intend to create um, these this highway system with all of these chargers for electric cars at the same time as they intend to ban internal combustion engines. Think I'm kidding? They intend to ban those in the state of California. New sales. That cannot happen. You do not get to sell internal combustion engine cars. They intend to do the same thing in the separate country of Washington. Now, this has multiple effects. It's a massive shift. They just suddenly get to scrap an entire generation of cars that still work perfectly well. They get to pretend it's for the environment when the batteries in these cars are God awful for the environment and have a half life of what, a thousand years or something or worse? That's some of the. uh, Some of the minerals are mined with child labor. They're poisonous. But, of course, it's the environment. So the government is going to build charging stations. What will happen then is that so-called private companies will bid to provide the power to those. Gangster companies will bid to provide the power. Now, here's the fun part of this. You know what you can really easily store? Gasoline. You know what most gas stations are in the country to this day? They're either franchises or independents. Yeah, I know everybody's got their Sitgo and everybody's got their, you know, they get their gas from this or that that place. 
But it's not easy for the federal government to come along and say, stop, stop supplying gasoline right now. They could pass a law, but there are places people, you know, I'm not going to do that. Once you establish the charging stations as federal property, and the so-called private companies that provide the power to it as vendors to the government, the web is complete. Oh, did you want some power for your car? I'm going to need to see your injection passport. You think they won't? You think they won't? First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules. So you think that the Bitcoin, you're going to be able to use the Bitcoin to crack into the government's web of charging stations? Little rule here, a little rule there. Little command here, little command there. Keep mocking my rules. Keep mocking my, my rules about voluntarily loving thy, thy neighbor as you love yourself voluntarily. Keep mocking my rules. As you treat the least of these, so you treat me. Keep mocking my rules. Do not withhold the wages of your employees or back then called servants. Do not withhold their wages. Pay them at the end of the day for they need that money. Paraphrasing the Bible. Or just set up little rules here, little rules there. Little ruler here, little ruler there. This is biblical history. This is a people who've turned from God. Now you have the avarice of the party. And we're just getting warmed up, incidentally. So if they decide to lock down the economy, ah, we're going to need to see a permission form for you to get power into your car. Right? You drive your electric car five miles away. There's no charging station. You, you, you're done. If you're out of power, you're done. And it's a trap we're building on our own. But it's the private homes, so-called private homes. And while we're lifting veils on things, can I just state something that's uncomfortable to a lot of people but is absolutely true? You, you don't own your home. None of you do. I don't own my home. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. When we moved here, we took out the first mortgage I'd had in a long time. God had blessed us living completely debt-free. You know, the land we wanted to buy here? Okay. Well, even then, you don't own your home. You stop paying property tax on your home, you'll find out how much you don't own it. You rent it. You're never free and clear. The party can never have you be free and clear. Only government buildings are property tax-free. Okay, the government paying property tax. Charging stations and such. But it's the private home. It's a sneaky law from the separate country of Washington that will be coming your way. This was tried in California. I think it was, a listener told me it was Prop 13 in 1978 that banned this. This comes right on the heels of Bloomberg writing an editorial that it's not good for you to own homes. They literally wrote an editorial saying that owning homes is a bad idea. It's no longer a good idea. So everybody should be renters. But 
if everybody's renters, if everybody rents, who owns the property? Who are the landlords? The party. The BlackRock, the mobsters. You will own nothing and you will be happy. They're doing it in the separate country of Washington State. I'll tell you how they're doing it, what they intend to do, how this is going to be headed to your area. And if you live in, in cities you consider safe, like or like around Post Falls or Idaho or the, the equivalent where you live, understand the tip of the spear is coming to your city. I just talked about it, what they're doing with the light rail tip of the spear in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Coeur d'Alene will be Portland in 10 years if this is allowed. As since we're on the topic, I will be bringing this up when I talk uh, later this week with our friend Zach Abraham from Bulwark Capital Management. I, I will bring up what they're doing with crypto in Canada. We'll once again have a discussion about that. I'm going to bring this t- t- topic we're about to talk about with what they intend to do to private homes because it plays into the crypto hands. People who criticize me for my views on crypto, which is the following. If it can be coded, it can be hacked. And the government is not going to give up their fiat currency position. They'll fight to maintain it. They fight wars to maintain it. And so I'll talk to Zach about that. I do want to say this, though. As you look at these times and you, you get this concern, this might be a time to try to get out, try to retire. And you may think, well, I can't retire. I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not far enough along in my company's retirement plan. That was the position a bunch of people held at Boeing. They were really angry at Boeing for saying, you need to take the useless medically you know, junk-like mRNA injections or lose your job. So a whole bunch of uh, Boeing employees called Zach Abraham. And they learned about Zach. I think there's radio show, knowyourriskradio.com. He ran the numbers for them where they didn't think they could retire. Over half of them could. Sayonara, goodbye, Boeing. Hello, more freedom, including the freedom to relocate. Outside of the separate country of Washington State, and that came about because Zach looked into this stuff, but when Bulwark Capital Management goes to work on your, on your retirement, they start with a focus on risk management. It's all about risk management, in fact. In fact, you know, developing upside is part of risk management, but preventing as much downside as you can, that's that's focus. So if you are saying, you know what, right, Herman, you're right, I'm getting out. I want to find out if my early retirement plan, if I can tap that and actually retire, well, just make it easy. Call Zach, have him run the numbers. Okay, Zach at Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com and understand this before you become a client. Just know this investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. And ask about your home. And it's perceived value. So here comes the focus. In Washington state, the separate country of Washington, which is in fact not a state. I hope you heard us with Jim Walsh yesterday. I hope you heard that discussion. If you didn't, please go hear the discussion about the party wanting to ban the speaking of the name of Christ Jesus. On the floor of the house, when you give a prayer, you can pray in in the name of anything but Christ Jesus is what uh, what the party wants to establish. So there is a bill. In Washington State, HB 1782, and understand this is going to flow across the country. This is being pitched as as equity. 
for people. And here's what they're going to do. They are going to value your house based upon the highest and best use of that property. That's, that's a pretty specific phrase. The best use of that property. Now, you may think the best use of your home is to house your family. You may think that the best use of your, let's, let's just, let's say you have a four, five bedroom home. And let's say that you are outside the city of Seattle and that home has been there for, you know, 50 years. And you keep it up nicely. You got your not, your yard kept up nicely. You make a change here or there, a, a new bathroom, a, a sunlight. And you may think that the best use of that is, look, my kids have got a swing set in black. We've got a, a sand, you know, sandbox for our little kids. For our, our bigger kids, we've got a little basketball court out back and, and the kids come over and they play. And up the street, our friends, they, they, they put in the pool. We share that. We go back and forth. They use their basketball court. We, you know, we use their pool. It's just around the corner from our church. We've got a little uh, pocket park up the street and we take our kids there and, and they play and the older kids watch them. And, and it's an easy walk to school, but that's not the best and highest use. An assessor or a developer, a gangster will come along and say, that's, that's garbage use. The best and highest use of your home is not your home. The best and highest use of, let's see, your home. You're the one with the uh, basketball court in back. You know what? That's a pretty big lot. I could put, yeah, if I got a change in the zoning, which I will get because I will, I will demand it, I will put six condos up here. And back there where your basketball court is, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put in there um, a clubhouse. And we'll put in some cheap garbage Nautilus machines. And I'll dig underground parking Uh, unless I can get the light rail to come through this area, then I won't even need to build parking lots. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can get the choo-choo train to come right down this road, right to here. Then I can build this as as low-income housing for seven years and then magically flip it into luxury stuff because I noticed you have a little bit of a view of the sound, but on my second, third, fourth, and fifth stories, it's going to be an unobstructed view of the sound. And when I build that rooftop garden, I'm going to be able to charge people eight grand a month to live in my boxes. Now, what they do, what the party does is they come along and go, we agree. That is the best and highest use of this property. Then they go to you. Now, remember, you're just living in a four bedroom, a home, Your kids sleep under a roof because of your work. And the party comes along and says, that's not the best and highest use. So the best and highest use is what we just described. We're going to charge you property tax. We're going to look at the best and highest use. If we put six box condos on this land, and charge people eight grand per month in each of the units, well, that's going to deliver us a lot of money. Plus, it's 16 to 32 people living where your four people live. That's going to be a lot of stuff coming in from Amazon Go. 
That's going to be a lot of light rail users. So the real value of your property, it's not $500,000. It's not a million dollars. It's $4 million. Because that's the best and the highest use. And so we're going to take from you property tax based upon a four to six million dollar building. Now, if you do the taxes, you, you do the math on the quarterly taxes you pay. I watched our taxes in the separate country of Washington. And, and the, the home I described there is very similar to the home we had. Our primary residence is, was very similar to that. And I had predicted to my wife, they will do this. Because we talked at a time about what, what is the line? For you, what's the just war line? Well, taking my house like that, stealing the home of my child, to me, that's something I would not, I, I, I do not feel compelled under Romans 13. I don't think that they, they have the right to tax you on what something might be worth. That's just, that's just, you know what that is? It's enabling stealing. It's taking someone's coveting of your home. A, develop, a developer covets your home, which is a sin. And then the developer goes to the strong armor of the government and says, steal that for me. And so the government changes the law into this absurd notion of they know what's best and highest use. Then they start sending you checks or start sending you bills. I watched our property tax go from something like a thousand, eleven hundred per quarter. Um, It was nearing the twenty five hundred bucks per quarter. That we were paying. Well, to rent a home that we supposedly owned because we, we didn't have a mortgage on it. Yeah, but 10 grand a year for something that we supposedly own. Well, let's look at what that would mean for, for someone like me. If, if we had put up with this. Yeah. Hey, if you are now listening to this, man, I really need to maximize the income of my business. I can't believe what this is doing. It's... Well, look at this. If you got a small to medium-sized business, the biggest thing that you could do to maximize your business might be making sure that you are getting the respect you deserve out of the Google machine. And what that would mean is just right now, go search your business. Go to google.com and search, you know, do the near me function. And let me, let me see here. If, if, I've, if I go to google.com and I search, <laughs> uh, this should be funny, podcasters, near me and let's see what comes up if if it comes up with me i'm gonna all right yeah it's it's what i thought it would be full service podcast i'm pushing it podcast uh whoa i love this pushing it podcast a childbirth class your expert guest marketing agency makes podcasting easy okay yeah it's funny um they're showing me results for seattle Uh, i'm not in seattle in fact, today I'm, I'm in the southern part of, of the state of Idaho today. So search your business category, tire store near me. And if you're not in the top five returns, well, then you're losing out on that search. So don't pay Google. You could buy the ads. Please don't do that. There's a time and a place for that, but this isn't it. Get in touch with my friend, Dave, the digital at Greenhaven Interactive. 
Dave and his digital team will correct the search problem by looking at your websites and social sites and, and they'll give you a plan. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to raise this up in the search position. And then they'll go about the work of doing that. And Dave is a conservative man. He more importantly knows the Lord, loves the Lord as a Christian man. And he doesn't use that as a marketing thing. I mention it to you because by way of the fact that tech is controlled by atheist liberals. Dave could go work at one of the big companies. He doesn't want to. He's been doing this for decades, highly successful. So just get in touch with greenhaveninteractive.com and they'll take care of that, greenhaveninteractive.com. And, you know, when when I paid off our house, our primary residence in Seattle was a big deal for me. I'm, I'm from a generation that believes you want to live free and clear of debt. In fact, the Bible warns us about debt and debt is a means of control, right? You service a debt. It doesn't service you. And in the case of a home debt, we we've structured our system that you never stop servicing the debt of your home because you never own it. Because the government's not willing to let people own property, just government. But but we are the government, right? So in that case I described at that home, have you already done the math for yourself? Go take your home value. And let's say you've got a $1 million home. Well, multiply that by six. Multiply your mortgage rate by six. Or, or your, pardon me, your tax rate by six. Because they're going to say your home is worth six times what it is. So take your, more, your, your tax payment per quarter, multiply it by six. So at our circumstance in the separate country of Seattle, it would have cost us, what, $13,000, $14,000 per quarter. So $28,000, a year for the privilege of living in a house we own. Well, this is untenable, and that's by design. Last year, I shared this article from Bloomberg, and I'll, I'll try to find it, put it in the show notes where Bloomberg was doing its job to push, you will own nothing and be happy. You remember this is the great reset. You will own nothing and be happy. The article pushed the point of view of companies like BlackRock and the party, the rest of the party, that people hold onto their houses too long. They expressed the belief that people are allowed to hold on to their houses too long. They don't go through and and change what's there. Everything should change. You can't just have these single family homes stay there forever. That's not the best and highest use. And they tried to con people in the article saying, look, you know, land returns. They're not what they used to be. And and housing returns, they can't last. And there's an elasticity to the market. and, And these incredible increases in the housing rates can't last. That must be why BlackRock is buying up entire neighborhoods. That must be why they're coming through and buying up 200, 400, 500 homes at 35% above market rate. That must be why, because they don't see the return on that. And I argued at the time that what they're trying to tell people is your freedom is the problem. We go right back to the design of the party. First, 
we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. It goes right back to the organizing theory of the party. Your freedom is the problem. Your freedom is the problem with the so-called climate catastrophe. Your freedom is the problem in teaching your kids. Your freedom is the problem in home ownership. Your freedom is the problem in what you drive. Your freedom is the problem in how you defend your family. And it's so tempting to say, oh, this is new. It's not. This is what Babylon does. They take you up to the line. When Daniel and his friends were captured and taken captive by the Babylonians, Daniel made a decision and his friends. We will do everything but violate the word of God. They were such faithful people. We have been chosen for this. God allowed this to happen. Our nation was warned. You turn your face from me, you are going to live in captivity. I'm telling you, God said it to him. You turn your face from me, you're going to live in captivity. Or you can be free in me. And they said, we're going to comply right up to where it violates the word of God. And at that point, they can do anything they want to the body, but they, they're, they're not going to force us. They are creating covetousness or coveting as policy. They are making coveting a virtue. They are making theft through coveting primary policy. Your home is worth what's there now. You can assess it and say you could sell it for this much. You cannot in any moral or honest sense, say a home is worth what someone else wants it to be. Unless that party comes along and says, hey, I'll buy it from you. Outright. So you're in your four bedroom home. You've got your little bit of a view, peekaboo view. And a developer comes and knocks on your door and says, you know what? This is a really beautiful home in a beautiful location. I covet it. I would like to build something here that's six units Here's a plan. I will pay you $2.2 million for your home today, which you could sell for $500,000. And you could say, then negotiate. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, Okay, here's what I want. You do that. You pay me $2.2 million. And then you agree at your dime to build me a replica of this home up on the Kent Hill with a similar view on your dime to my specifications. You do that. We got a deal. But you see, that's freedom. That's exchange of goods and services. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking here about the housing equivalent of what the technocrats said around the COVID flu. And importantly, because I know this is a question many Aucklanders have, 
you can now see family and friends again in their homes and use the bathroom inside luxury. She thinks she's joking. That's the dictator of New Zealand, who, by the way, prior to that was a radio DJ. She thinks she's joking. The Great Reset began in March of 2020. Just in case we doubt that, let's tie this all up in a loop, all up in a nice little bow. We'll do that in a second. I like doing big picture podcasts. Um, I like looking at the big patterns and talking about them, particularly now that we use God at the center, which is something I didn't feel free to do in the radio show because it all makes sense. And if you value that, if you value at least, even if it's a rodeo con like me, I'm not a pastor. I'm not, I'm not qualified to be one. If you enjoy this and you think it's important that other people understand the plans for their single family homes, then please just take this episode, send it to your friends and say, you, if you're investing in real estate or your home is your retirement, because there's a whole lot of people where, where values are going up that their home is their retirement, please send this to them as an email and say, hey, give this a listen. It's the single best way we've found to grow the program. We had a meeting yesterday on our growth rate in terms of streams. We're coming up on some very, very big milestones. And that's, that's through you guys and through God putting us together. So number one, thank you, Lord. Number two, thank you, God's people for doing this and for helping us with this. Let's tie this together. Just one more time, playing the greatest hits out of Canada. This came out just yesterday. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets. Got it, including digital assets. It's a flu. It's just a flu. I wonder what Klaus Schwab thinks about this. And I have to say... um when I mention our names, like this Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. I'm sorry, um, who? President what did you say? Did you say? Did you say Prime Minister Trudeau? Huh. Bit by bit, council by council, seat by seat, committee by committee. They've done this behind our backs. Now, I praise God for the pain of families that I got to see. Because it it was the biggest eye-opening for me in the world. If anyone ever wonders, why do you focus so much on the party's efforts to confuse kids about their gender and then to chop them up and to chemically alter them. Well, number one, because it is a monumental evil to do that to a confused child. It is monumentally evil. It is, it is in my judgment, it's often satanic, if not always satanic. Number two, the edifice they created to get that done is the most breathtaking brilliance thing I've ever seen. And it is global. 
They went behind the backs of elected officials. They went to the bureaucracies. They went to the so-called public health people. They went to the equity commissions. They wrote a plan. The world's largest law firm, and to my understanding, the Thomas Reuters Foundation helped fund this. So did a whole bunch of wealthy people, including the Pritzker family. One of the Pritzkers is a man who wants you to believe he's a woman. He also is a transhumanist. His brother is the boss of, what is it, uh, Pritzker, is that uh, Illinois? The Pritzkers and their friends bankrolled this going to the so-called public health officials, going to the so-called equity commissions, behind the backs of families, then going to the schools behind the families, going to the school boards behind the families, going through the education cartel behind the families' backs. Then we started to see the effects on kids in our journey through adolescent mental health. We started to see that. Now, I see the same system, raw, wash, rinse, repeat, being done to our homes and our businesses. The Lord, through painful circumstances, as I interacted with other families, allowed me to see the monumental evil. And I believe that the Lord is allowing me now to share with you the monumental nature of this evil that has befallen us, except it's not befallen. It's come upon because the nation turned its face from God. Next hour, the racism of the party, including this brand new racial reconciliation committee. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate you. Now, please go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, please be right with God.